So some dedications this evening. May my brother Jim be happy, free of hatred, resentment, delusion. May he soften his heart toward me, Mary and others. May he love life. Dedication for the safety, health and well-being of Esme. Dedication that may my practice be of benefit to all beings and give peace. May my practice, that my practice may guide my heart, strengthen my body and support others. So wish for Stephen's health and well-being and wish for my children's peace and happiness. I dedicate this aspiration to my center. May I have the courage and the wisdom to find you again, rest in you again, feel trust in you again. Sukhaya 
Patipano Bhagavano Savaka Sango Sanghang Namami Namayam Buddha Sabagavato Sunday, 
the principle of law is a pangavano savakasangho ahuneyo bahuneyo ahuneyo anjali karaneyo anotarang ponyang edang lo Kasate Annamayang Sangha Pikiting Rumasi Namani Mani Nanabi Yono Yonabi No Ariyabong Alasangasino Silan in Hamma Bhagavara Sayangaya Jindo Vanna Mahangda Maharam Varadamma Menang Nango Yodhambhapane Namsaranang Imamotamang Dhaniyana dhaninanam vandaminam sirenahang Sangha sahasaminaso vasangome Amikisaro sangodangadangadajavinana hindasame Sangha Sahane Yade Amisari Ranji Vindanjinan Vannanoham Jalisami Sangha Sobhani Bhananda Nanti me saranam manyam sangho me saranam varam Hena-nanyavajena-vadhe-yamsa-tusasane-sangham-me-vandamane-nayang-ponyang-vasudang-ena-sa-ve-mi-an-narayame-ahe-sum-dasa-te-jasa. Kāyena-vajāya-vajāya-tasāvā-saṅge-gukamāng-vakaptāng-vayāyāng-saṅgo-patikarata-vacayam-tāng-kalandāre-saṅvaritum-vasaṅge. Thank you for your invitation. I'd like to start again with a little sitting before going into speaking. I find that very helpful just to collect the mind a little bit after the chanting. Hmm? Can people hear me in the back? It's not needed. Thank you. Namotasa 
Arahato Arahato Samma Sambuddhasa Bodang Dhammang Sangang Namasami Can you put, can you bring the volume a little bit more down? I think it's a bit too noisy. Can you put the volume a little bit down? I think it's very loud. <laughs> I don't want to blow the people from the seats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is great, yeah. Can you still hear me in the back? Yeah, I think, yeah. Mm. Okay. Here we are. I'm not yet quite sure what this will be about. I haven't prepared anything, I haven't made anything up. Like something that I'd like to address is I I'm amazed how many of you are working with death dying, ending. I can't recollect having been teaching a retreat where that is so, so present, where so many uh, participants, like so many yogis, are working with that at the same time. And I'm, it amazes me how much the dying, the ending is part of this energetic field. And as we all are human beings, death is part of our lives. <laughs> and as well, individually as well as in a in a bigger field like in a, in the bigger sense what what i notice is that many of you are working with the grief that comes out of that situation, the grief of uh, an imminent ending, an ending of a relationship, in an ending of a connection. And when you do experience that so directly by somebody who is very close to you, a husband, a wife, a good friend, a mother, a father, grandparents. Of course, that goes very deep and it is almost like as if one aspect of your life is kind of moving on, moving into the unknown. And how, how can we relate to that? How can we open up to the fact of ending? Like one thing that helps me is to see that in every ending there is already a beginning. Ending isn't ending stop, nothing anymore. Ending implies beginning, and beginning implies ending. And when I look at it in that way, I can, I can visualize the spiral that is kind of just 
starting another round on another level. I remember just um, a few years ago, a friend of mine was dying and what, what was beautiful about it was seeing how much she could be at peace with that, how much she could use her her practice, the fruits of her practice, to prepare herself for that next step. And seeing that when she was leaving, she did do that with a real peaceful attitude. She wasn't struggling anymore. She was ill for several years and like she was dying of cancer and when it first was discovered she was really kind of, I don't want to say fighting for it, but she was trying different ways of relating to it, finding ways of healing it and it didn't work out. And when that came into the last phase of it, I wasn't, sadly, I wasn't with her when, when she really died. I, I tried to visit her and it just didn't work out because I was too far away and I couldn't arrange it. And I felt quite sad about it, but the people who were with her were sharing with me how how peacefully she went over, how, how almost like her life was ending like a soft breath, like a little bit what we were practicing this afternoon, just kind of fading out, moving on. And it was, it was interesting I then I went for her cremation and there was a ceremony and there were quite a few Sangha members there and we did some chanting and kind of wishing her well for the passing on and then of course like the body gets into the cremation hall and a short while afterwards, we were all standing and speaking to each other. And suddenly, on the chimney of the cremation hall, there was fume coming out. And it was very interesting. Like I, I was surprised myself to see my own reaction towards that. <laughs> I don't know if this or at all makes sense, but there was joyful fume coming out. <laughs> it felt as if it was a celebrating ending, a celebration of of moving on. And I can't I can't explain that anymore. I I maybe it was like Amongst us, there was this love for her. There was also sadness and tears, but at the same time, there was a soft, open, loving embrace and wishing her well for the next step, for the next part of her journey. Sometimes you hear 
the sentence of die before you die. Like her life reminded me very much on that. And what it taught me, what what it like what I could see with her passing on, with her passing away was just there's constant ending in our life. We like a week is ending, a month is ending, a project is ending, a day is ending, a period is ending. And if we see that as the dying or the ending that happens before all of our life is coming to an end, then we can, and if we can be peaceful with that, if we can accept that there are beginnings and endings, it does prepare and it does help us for the moving on, for the moving on into something new, into something that we don't know. And actually, we do experience that many times in our lives. It's like, a relationship ending, uh, like for myself, what what is like ending and beginning at the same time, like my time of living in England, in the monastery in England, is ending or has ended. With that comes the beginning of something completely new. What it meant, this ending was saying goodbye to some of my friends over there who I won't see so easily so so soon again and maybe never again who knows maybe I'm dying <laughs> before I can see them again and so that is that is one aspect and there's the other aspect of the self dying, which we experience a lot during the time of our practice. It's like the creation of a sense of self and the falling apart of it. Creation and falling apart. Creation and falling apart. If you look at yourself, like what you see as yourself right now, is it the same as yesterday? Is it the same as a week ago? Is it the same as a year ago? How often does it change? Mine changes quite often, <laughs> depending on the conditions, the situations that I'm finding myself in. Today it changed at least 200 times, I guess. So 200 deaths in, in one day. Being born and ceasing, moving on, dissolving. Being born, moving on, and dissolving. It happens all the time. Mostly, mostly or often we are aware about the being born and the moving on. And we miss out on the dissolving of it. Because it's kind of, it just fades out and we are already busy with the next one arising. But just a... Uh, suggestion, maybe look at the cessations of self. 
the dissolving of it. It can, why I'm saying that, it can teach us to see how ephemeral it is, how unsolid it is. And it helps to weaken the belief in it, believing in the self to be um, so special, so so real. So we are experiencing arising like birth and death many times many times every day. It's just we don't, usually we don't frame it that way. But it, it is, in principle, it is the same. Or it, let's say it is similar. It's the coming and going, arising and passing away. And Then what? What is left? What moves on? What do we? What do we take with? I don't want to give answers. It's a lot more uh, encouragement to to look into that. And I think it was today, yeah, in one of the interviews today, um, I w- we were speaking about life in Asia and life in Western society and the difference. And one of the things that I, that I personally love very much about, like, being in countries like India or somewhere in the East, Thailand, Sri Lanka, is everything there is so much part of it. It's so much part of the life. In India, life and death is very close together. It's like you are walking on a street and some, like a family is carrying a dead body to the funeral pile. And it's just part of, ordinary part of the life. It's nothing special. And you see, like, poverty right in front of your face. It's not covered. You see people with very deformed bodies. They are not tucked away. They are part of life. And... What I'm pointing with this is like how much we, in the, in the society that we are living, how much we are tucking away the, the ending, the reality of imminent death. There's nobody here who won't die. <laughs> it's just we all are walking towards that and we don't know when and if we if we allow ourselves to be more aware about it without um, without being threatened by it if we can find a way to be to allow death, to allow dying, to be part of our lives now, it actually loses the, the, 
a frightening aspect. It's like when I'm, when I don't want to see something, when I deny the presence of something. It will hit me more when it becomes reality. It's like when I allow a reflection about death to be part of my life now, then when I'm meeting death, I'm, it is not something very strange. It's not something that should not happen. It becomes more something, okay, it's, death is part of life. It's the other side of it. Like you could also see it as like life and death being two sides of a coin. It belongs together. If there's life, then there's death. And if there's death, then there's life. It's, it's something that you can't really separate. It's one. And and definitely our physical bodies are dying soon or later. They are like we like we are getting born into these bodies. The bodies or the the bodies getting born manifesting for a period of time and then they get older, they get weaker and death comes sooner or later. If we also like one way of reflecting about these bodies is really instead of seeing them as entities, seeing them as uh, kind of energy flow. When I when I contemplate body in terms of the elements, it helps me to move out of the concept of the body being something fixed, something solid, something that is just like that. When I look at the body being composed out of the earth element, the water element, the wind element, and the fire element, and when I look deeper into that, what does that actually mean? That means like that the, say, the fire element in this body is not different than the fire element in your body. It's just a fire element. And I can step out of this my body, your body, into body. Body is composed of the four elements. And when we look at bodies in that terms, we can see that these elements are working together to create or manifest a certain form that is in a constant process of change. It is not stagnant. Even so, for periods of time, our bodies look quite familiar to us, like when you are 10 years old, your body has a a certain form, has a certain shape, and it stays like that for a while, or it looks, it appears to be like that for a while, and then a few years later, it does look different, and when you come into being 20, it does look different, when you come into 30, it starts to look different again, so it's, it's a constant change, even so we don't, we may not acknowledge it or we may not 
be able to observe the constant flow, the constant change. But over the years, we do see the changes that the body goes through. And that in that, we can, we can say like, like, if I'm looking back at the body that I've been living with when I was 10 years old, where is that now? It's not here anymore. Is then, does it mean it's the same body? Is that still this body? And it's kind of, when we start looking in that way at it, it gives us the opportunity to, to see the impermanence of life unfolding even in this form. And it doesn't mean that, oh, that, that the body of, of the 10-year-old has never existed. It has been there, but it, it comes and it goes. And this, is, and this is what life is about. So when we are when we are close to somebody who is in the process of dying, really the ending of the time in this body, and it's natural to feel like if it's somebody who is close to you, it's natural to feel grief, it's natural to feel sadness to feel, to have a response to the ending that is imminent. But when we have been working in that way, when we have been preparing ourselves in that way, we know that at the same time it is a moving on. It's not the complete ending of it. It's just another change. And usually we don't like changes. We find changes difficult, especially changes in that way. I find it also interesting when I when I see the body of somebody I know who has died and I see the that body. It's like I can't it's not the person anymore. We had it recently in our monastery that somebody who was living with us for several years committed suicide. And it was very heavy for for each of us. And it was just kind of, how can that happen? How can that happen in the monastery? Couldn't we have taken better care of him? What What did we miss out? Like all that, of course, comes up. And it was very, it was very moving to see the body. Like what what happened was the the body was in a room and it was in the in the um, how do you call in the I have the German word im Sarg. <laughs> What is the English word for that? Word for that? Like it was in the coffin. No, no, it, the, the body was in the coffin, in the chapel of rest, in, in the temple at Amaravati. And it was there for several days. And we could sit with the body. And most of us did spend some time with, with the dead body. And it was... 
It was very moving to see how this body was less and less Alan. That was his name. And when sitting with the body, I felt I felt peaceful and I felt, okay, I, I hope sitting here right now with your body helps you to move on, helps you to move into the right direction. And yet it was... It wasn't Alan in the coffin. It was a corpse. It was a body that was not alive, that was not a person anymore. And then we had the funeral ceremony for him. And I think almost everybody in the monastery took part in that. And many friends from outside came. Alan was very much liked. He was... Before he came to the monastery and at certain times he went out to work as a clown. And he was incredibly good at that. And his friends came to the monastery for the funeral service. And people from the family camp who Alan has been working with, like with the children... And so it was a mixture of all kinds of people present for this funeral service. And we were sharing experiences of Alan. It was so amazing. When we did do that, he was with us. He was there. He was he was in the room and like his his funniness, his, his joyfulness was there again. And even so, like the last two years of his life, he was very depressed. He was very troubled. But that was, that was a little bit part of it too. But what, what was there was his vibrancy, his aliveness, his sadness, his his presence. And it was with us at that time in the room. And like when that happened, I remember sitting there and I had a similar experience when, when my mother died. And like what what comes up for me is this death is an absolute mystery. It's like, how come that when I look at that body that the person has been living with for so many years, there's nothing really left of the person in this body, with this body. And when I share memories about the person, when I, when I, think about the person when I go to places that the person liked I I feel him I feel her there there's a it's like as if and this is like I mean I'm just kind of <laughs> kind of it just passes through my mind it's it's, it's like energetically something is moving something is there when we are when we are alive with this body that makes this body alive and when that energy consciousness whatever name we give moves out of the body the body is left and it's just another thing and The energy goes somewhere else. I don't know where it goes. I mean, I, I, I don't. Also, like I, I don't want to go into concepts about it. What, what I try to share with you is, 
a more direct experience of what is being alive about? What is dying about? Like in the Buddhist tradition, how we explain the moving from like life in one body to the next one is like the simile with, a, with like the flame of a candle. When you light a candle with the flame of a candle, of another candle burning, and the first flame goes out and uh, the other candle is is lighted by the, the flame. Is it the same flame or not? And this, for me that is it's a quite beautiful simile of of what this is about, how how I kind of try to make sense out of that. It's more like this moving on, passing through. And I think consciousness or conscious energy has passed through many, 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 many bodies. And it's a constant coming and going. And even in this body, it's a constant coming and going. And I I wish that I can really come to a point where I can be utterly peaceful with that, where there's no distress coming up in the mind anymore with the fact of dying. And I'm definitely not there. (laughs) Still have to do a lot of work. But I feel like it is important to find a way of coming in contact with that, being aware of the changes, being aware of the endings. And that with any new beginning, the ending is imminent. We are preparing or we are moving towards the ending. And in a way, it's so natural. And yet, when there's ending, there's sadness. Most of the time, not always, but most of the time. Being being able to to let go, let it be, let it happen. I think that's all that comes for me in regards to this theme. I hope it was at least to some degree beneficial and not frightening, not steering you up, not disturbing you. And I hope we all come to a point where when 
our life, this life, comes to an end, that we can really move freely into the next step, into the unknown, and that we have had lots of opportunities in this life to prepare ourselves for that. And it will come sooner or later. I offer this for your reflection. I suggest we have a short break. It's now shortly past eight. Like if we, if you can be here in ten minutes back, so about around quarter past. Verses of sharing and aspiration through the goodness that arises from my practice. May my spiritual teachers and guides of great virtue, my mother, my father, and the sun and the moon and all virtuous leaders of the world. May the highest gods and evil forces, celestial beings, guardian spirits of the earth, and the Lord of Death, may those who are friendly, indifferent or hostile, may all beings receive the blessings of my life. May they soon attain the threefold bliss and realize the deathless through the goodness that arises from my practice and through this act of sharing, may all desires and attachments quickly cease and all harmful states of mind until I realize nirvana. In every kind of birth, may I have an upright mind with mindfulness and wisdom, austerity and vigor. May the forces of delusion not take hold, nor weaken my resolve. The Buddha is my excellent refuge. Unsurpassed is the protection of the Dhamma. The solitary Buddha is my noble Lord. 
The Sangha is my supreme support through the supreme power of all these. May darkness and delusion be dispelled. Dipanno Bhagavato Sāvaka Sāngo Sāngāng Namāmi <coughs> 